Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast. Today... You might notice we're in a different kind of setting. and We've got a special guest, uh, otherwise known as Oscar Piastri. Yes, we are collecting F1 drivers like Infinity Stones at the moment. <laughs> and the next one is Oscar Piastri. Oscar, how are you doing, my friend? I am very good. It's nice to be on the podcast. Oh, it's great to have you. Uh, Tommy, of course, you're here as well Hello. in your merch. We've got half-scale Oscar Piastri mini helmets. Why don't we just address what's that? What's that right there? They're, I mean, they're cool. They're for sale. So anybody who wants to buy them, <laughs> they're uh, they're available. But uh, no, little gift for you guys. Thank you so much. We will we will put them very much uh, in pride of place somewhere in our in our background. So thank you so much for that. Um, so yeah, it's it's almost. I I was actually surprised that we got this opportunity. I thought you'd be on your holidays already, but here you are, still yeah. working hard. Yeah, not quite. I uh, was on the sim yesterday, um, and yeah, marketing day today, some media stuff. So. I'm on holidays in a couple of days, so I'm uh, getting the last uh, bit of work done. Anywhere nice? Uh, going off to Portugal, actually, so it should be nice. Right, yes. right let's let's dive into... Uh, we've got lots of questions, basically, from your adoring yes. fans. Mm-hmm. Um, that clip, by the way, from Silverstone still resides within. It wasn't even me. Like That was just you, yeah. the, the sea of the United Kingdom, just chanting your name. A day I never thought I would see having British fans chanting my name, <laughs> especially with a, a British teammate who just finished on the podium. Yeah. But uh, I will definitely take it. I feel like I was almost one of their own. You certainly are. We've got lots of questions, um, so we're going to dive into them, if that's all good with you. Yep. Uh, the first one uh, from our amazing P1 community comes in from YV underscore TH. Describe the feeling of leading your first F1 laps. Um, so it was firstly very cool to lead some laps, but it's a very different feeling when you've got Max Verstappen in a Red Bull behind you because you know it's going to be a matter of when he comes past you, not if at the moment. So I was in some ways actually not that nervous because I was not really expecting to keep him behind for eight laps or whatever it was in that sprint. So it was cool, but I knew it was going to be a short-lived moment. What was, was there an inkling of you that thought, you know what, slippery conditions? Mm. Could, there, could there be a P1 on the cards? The first, like couple of laps before the safety car came out i was like okay i'm sort of keeping him at bay a little bit but then as soon as the safety car came out i knew with our downforce <laughs> i was going to be in a lot of trouble and even after that it was clear he had a lot more pace so do you race him differently because it's something we've said as, as fans that people may be racing differently because they know that at the moment that red bull is so quick that at the moment you kind of have to choose your battles, I guess, when it's worth fighting another car. Yeah, I think it's like it's always a tricky one because now at certain circuits and conditions, like we've been kind of the next closest challenger for him. So there's been occasions where you do try and fight as hard as you can, but then there's other occasions where it's actually smarter to just let him go because like Budapest, for example, we had Perez coming through Hamilton as well. So it's almost 
smarter in that example to just let him go because you know it's not gonna gonna work out and then you can try and keep the other two guys behind you then uh, lose out on spots to all three of them trying to fight to the death we were an F1 manager last night actually doing one of the scenarios which mm. is McLaren at Silverstone and we were doing it about 100 times trying to get you guys to, to beat Max Verstappen so that was fun was yeah. it successful? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question is from Piastri Piastri Claire so maybe those two support um, who do you get along with best on the grid? Um, I mean, I get along well with with um, Lando, obviously, being teammates. Logan as well, because we've raced each other sort of all the way through our careers. Um, Guan Yu Zhou as well, um, raced each other in F2. And I'm, I'm still getting to know some of the other guys as well. So um, no, I feel like we all get along pretty well. But yeah, Lando and Logan, I would say, is the main two. Is there an F1 driver like WhatsApp group? Uh, there is. Yeah. Yeah, there's like the, the GPDA um whatsapp group chat it's not as is it fire memes and no, no. It's, <laughs> it, i think everybody has this really grand idea of how exciting it is and people are just taking shots at each other and posting memes but it's really quite, quite boring formal. maybe yeah. you need to start the memes just throw one in there see how it's see how <laughs> maybe it's yes yeah <laughs> uh next question comes in from a bazunu ball have you cooked any more homemade meals? And if so, what are your favourite meals to cook? Loved the steak tweet. I've never seen some someone's meal make such a statement in, in the world of Formula One. Yeah, so I've noticed a trend on Twitter. So even when I was in like F3 and started tweeting about DRS, that got like 10 times the amount of likes as me winning a race. And the tweet of my steak got like double the amount of likes of me finishing in the top three in qualifying at Silverstone. Wow. So... Ignore the PR strategies and everything. Just post your food. What's on. the next meal then? Come on, you must I, have a strategy plan here. Like I don't know. Like so, I I'm not that adventurous. That was the first new thing I'd cooked for a while. <laughs> but like normally chicken or salmon, those are like my two go-to meats. Um, but I don't know. I got to think of something new, and I'm sure I'll be sure to post it to Twitter, and it'll probably be my most liked tweet. So <laughs> clearly, the Oscar Food Channel is the way to go. Yes, because exactly. genuinely. About half our questions were about cooking and yeah. food and that time, mm-hmm. so yeah. good times. Um, from English.Lion, what's your secret talent? My secret talent? Uh, very good question. It's, it's so secretive that it's a secret to me <laughs> as well. Um, I don't know. There's not too many quirky talents or things about me. I'm right like, like, all right at cricket, yeah, actually. I'm not too bad. So I guess that's sort of secret. So I'm okay. Until well, now. Until well, now. secret <laughs> talent, I guess I was um, remote control Australian champion. Remote control car Australian champion when I was a remote kid. Remote control car Australian. Is that a thing? Like that's yeah. A, that's a, yeah, a true competition. Yeah. yeah. And you were the champion. I was a champion. Wow. I was, I was nine years old. Okay. So... Was it something that was hosted by your family, or was this like a... No, 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 it's a genuine thing, genuine thing. It's like, it's obviously not at the same level of, like, like motorsport, but it's it's pretty big. You got a trophy at home? Yeah, it's it's bigger than all my motorsport trophies, so... Amazing. No, they're committed. Um, Okay, next question comes in from Emea underscore Joshi. Who uh, was your hardest competitor through the junior formulas? Um, there's, There's been a few... Um, I feel like a lot of the guys I've raced have had different strengths. I would say the quickest guy 
I've raced and probably the t- one of the tighter championship battles was Victor Martins, who's racing in F2 at the moment. Um, we had a, a big championship battle in Formula Renault that year and he was very, very hard to beat. Um, had a good championship battle with Logan in F3. Um, but if I was to pick one, I'd probably say Victor, yeah. He's very, very, very quick. Nice. Uh, got a question from Ant Morgan F1. Uh, what's the best and worst parts of being an F1 driver from your perspective? The best part is you get to drive Formula One cars for a living. So that, that never gets old, ever. The worst part is probably the off-track stuff. It can be a little bit tedious at times and can sort of just be a bit repetitive. Um, like when we do all the, the media interviews after the race and stuff, we do that exact same interview like 10 times after each session. So They're not asking you about food. And they're not asking you about food. No, it's usually the exact same question 10 times. I was going to say, actually, because it's, it's funny when I watch every driver interview that they have such a way of delivering it as if it's the first time they've ever said it. Yes. How much training did that take? Uh, it takes a while. But it's also helpful because it's all usually on different countries and stuff. So you usually yeah. only see one or two of them. Um, but yeah, you try and word a little bit differently just in case someone goes, you've just said the exact same thing four times in a row. Even though if it was the same question, you're like, exactly, well, yes. the same answer. Yeah. Uh, the only Nick underscore comes in with, who did you idolise when coming through karting and the junior ranks? Is that driver on the grid today? If so, have you told him? Um, I would say I'd never really had like one specific idol. Like when I was growing up watching... Um, Mark Webber was at Red Bull and he's now my manager which is still weird to say three years working (laughs) together Um, but obviously being Australian being in a Red Bull that was very quick at the time I kind of naturally followed him Um, I mean even like some of the guys in the junior ranks above me like you know Lando was always kind of like two three years above me winning most things on his way up so I guess kind of him in some ways and like George Russell and stuff like that. Like you, they're always just a couple of years ahead, so you're always looking out for them. So mm. it's a bit strange to now have one of them as my teammate and the other one uh, another rival. <laughs> you saying Lando is someone you idolised during the junior ranks makes me feel incredibly old. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this question is from Not Piastri, uh, and they've said, "I told Twitter if Oscar Piastri gets a podium, I'll get a tattoo dedicated to him. So what should I get as a tattoo when you get a podium?" first question i have that is are we counting the sprint as a podium because if we are this this (laughs) this is not a theoretical anymore this is you're getting a tattoo um what tattoo i don't know i don't want to be too cruel and get like a massive skull and crossbones or something random (laughs) yeah um yeah george russell doing the the thing across the back um I don't know, something small. Maybe just a photo of me giving a thumbs up because that's kind of just my, okay, still, still my, my thing. Or, or the face of me in the Austria garage yeah. um, when the jetpack man fell off. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so... Oh, my God. Your reaction made that. It was brilliant. Um, next question comes in from Toad VB. Oscar, what is your favourite snack or treat from Australia that you can't find anywhere else in the world? Um, hmm. it, it's... Something chocolate, like Tim Tams, uh, very, that, very that's good. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Um, you can get them in the UK somewhere. Whether it's legal or not, I have no idea. But, <laughs> Illegal Tim Tams. But, but you can get them. Um, we also have some other good chocolate bars, like a, 
a cherry ripe there's actually an australian like restaurant sort of down the road from where i live and they have cherry ripes which are like a chocolate bar with as you can imagine cherry and like coconut and stuff inside mm. and it's unreal so i can i can get that now it's far too overpriced but that's it's worth it nice i feel like last time we spoke did you have like your, your family and friends sending you things yes. from australia yes Do you still have that is that still a, a regular thing not as much because, and I had told my mum this at the time, but she was just still being nice and wanted to send me stuff, but it usually melts on the way. <laughs> so every time I would get food and stuff, it kind of was just in one mush that had reset. Yeah. And no, Thanks, mum. Yeah, thank you. And But yeah, it's the thought that counts. Very nice. Uh, this one's from Harry Bray, and they've asked, and we actually asked this to some other F1 drivers, so this will be quite interesting. Uh, what's one rule you'd change in F1 and why? Um, is this supposed to be like serious or more joke? as serious as you like. Okay. I think a lot of other series have the, if you cause a red flag in qualifying, you get your lap deleted rule. I think that would be good. Um, I've been in series where that's been the case. And I think it just gets rid of a lot of, ambiguity on was mm. it accidentally on purpose or um you know it, it also just punishes you a bit for making a mistake so i think that could be a good rule yeah why do you, why do you think f1 don't have that i don't know <laughs> yeah. in all honesty <laughs> i have no idea how much it's come up in the last mm. few years there and it's almost seemed like such a non-issue for years and then in yeah. the last two or three years it seems like particularly monaco every year this controversy comes yes. up and then we yeah. have this debate yeah Next question comes in from Ayush Deshmukh. What's your favourite McLaren livery of all time? Oh, favourite of all time. That's a tricky one. Um, I mean, I grew up watching McLaren when they had the full chrome livery on TV. So that has always kind of got like a... That's what I remember McLaren as, as a kid. I think now, like, that I understand more of the history, the red and white cars from like the 80s and the 90s, um, very you know very very special i mean quite a simple livery but very iconic um so yeah i think the chrome for like my nostalgia but then the 80s and 90s red and white livery for just like global history it's quite cool to get to obviously not quite the same livery but like a throwback to it and yeah I think a lot of people were loving it and mm-hmm. lando as well said that it was what's his watch so you two guys mm. growing up with that livery and then getting to race with it yeah, it was very cool. Obviously, it was a, like a little bit different to how it was originally, but it was nice to have something different on the car. I think it looked pretty cool. It also made us finish second and fourth. So, mm. yeah, everyone's going to start doing chrome livery. Exactly. Now, yes. Find it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May the 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. This question is from Oscar Piastri81, which is not you. <laughs> what is your favorite F1 meme? Favorite F1 meme? I mean, meme in general, I suppose. I mean, let's be honest, I've had my fair share of F1 memes in my <laughs> short career. Um, hmm. I mean, the one of Magnus and Hulkenberg when they crash into each other and oh, the, the suck my balls was, <laughs> was thrown out. That, that was quite funny. Um, there's a lot of other good ones. Some I probably can't say. <laughs> but no, there's, there's plenty of good ones, but I'll go with that one. When you had that moment when you say the, the jetpack guy and mm. you looked at the camera, did you, yeah. did you think immediately as you did that, you're like, that's that's going on tiktok everywhere pretty much yeah because the the thing was so when we watch on the tvs like in the garage it's probably like five seconds delayed or at least three Mm. so i had the cameraman in in there on my face before he starts actually filming and then as soon as the jetpack man fell out of the sky i was like this is definitely going on to me but of course i i was like three seconds behind when it actually did so i kind of look at the camera to see if it's on or not, look back at the screen, and then it goes to me. And I was like, well, I can't just sit here and not do anything because it's pretty obvious I've just seen this guy fall out of the sky. And I was hoping he was okay, but yeah, it's it was a been proper, a hit. It, it was so much like a scene from The Office. <laughs> it really was. It was the zoom yes, and everything. It was, it? it was pretty spectacular. But I was happy to be a part of it, actually. <laughs> it is quite funny how you just have everyone at Formula One. You can see the cat. It's on you. And some people just ignore it. Try it. Yeah. Then they're staring at themselves on the screen. Like, yeah, yeah. there I am. Yeah, the, but you, you just accepted it. Yeah, the standard, don't look at the camera and act cool pose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, next question comes from Mukshwagger89. Uh, what's your favourite track to race at? on or off the current F1 calendar? Um, so we've just been to my favourite track. Spa is, is my favourite. Um, this was the first time I'd been back there for a few years at the weekend. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. Like, it's good for racing. It's very historic. It's got a lot of cool corners. Um, every time you go up Pro Rouge for the first time, each weekend it's always pretty damn cool. Yeah, actually, I'd, I'd love you to sort of take us in the car as, like, the emotions and... What is it like taking Eau Rouge and Rebion, uh mm-hmm. in a Formula One car for the first time? Like, how would you describe it? 
Uh, I mean, uh, like it, it kind of hurts a little bit because <laughs> you get squashed. Like your whole body just gets squashed at the bottom of the hill as you go in the compression. Um, but the first time you take it, like you, you can't see the top. You're literally looking at the sky. Um, it's pretty much if you started doing like a loop to loop on a roller coaster and then stopped halfway through pretty much it's very special and this year practice was obviously wet so the first time going up there was a little bit sketchy to say the <laughs> yeah, least we were wincing mm-hmm. when we watch it, watching yeah. it it's it's crazy the onboards yes um this one's from gabrielle gris kind of got into it a little bit before but um who's your racing inspiration uh, yeah i would say like i didn't really have one person of inspiration like you always try and take the, the best things from each driver if you can like you know obviously through my junior career Lewis was winning everything um, and you know granted people can say he's in the best car but he was also beating his teammate at the time so there's always impressive things to look at there um, you know going back before that you know Mark was somebody I watched um, and even going back you know of course Senna's very iconic I drove James Hunt's car a few weeks ago um, at Goodwood so I now have a very, or a much bigger appreciation of um, how big those people's balls were driving those cars. <laughs> um, so yeah, like even some of the the laps from back then, you look at them and you say, "Oh, there's a few mistakes here and there and stuff like that." But to even get close to the limit in those cars is one scary as hell, and two, there's a lot going on. So you just take inspiration from everywhere, really. I love that. We, we were actually just testing you to see how you answered the same question twice. And it was just amazing. <laughs> Brilliantly done. Yeah. Thank Have you. Have you driven any classic like F1 cars and things? Um, how is that experience compared to your F1, like the one you're driving, obviously, all the time? So I've only driven James Hunt's car um, at Goodwood. And I did, like, I literally did the run up the hill and, and back down. Um, every other car I've driven, like any race car, is one I've raced myself. So... Um, it's very, very different driving that car compared to what we have now. Like when I jumped in the car, in Hunt's car, I feel like if I punched the side of the cockpit hard enough, I could have put a hole in it. And, uh, and when I, um, put my feet into the pedal box, so obviously now we have like, you know, however many, uh, inches thick of carbon fiber we have. When I put my feet into the pedal box, the aluminum sheet actually buckled underneath me and that's what's separating my feet from the ground so um it of course sprung back into its normal shape but um doesn't feel with a whole lot of confidence knowing (laughs) that that's what's protecting you so um it's a pretty different feeling it also had a h pattern never driven a h pattern in a race car before it's like 500 kilos and got like 800 horsepower however much it got actually i don't think that car has that much but it had more than enough, I can tell you that. Um, so it's just very different, like much more raw and less perfect compared to nowadays. Mm. And, and that was an enjoyable experience? It was very cool, yeah. Like the noise as well, it's obviously something we don't quite have anymore. So the noise was special, just the acceleration, um, naturally aspirated engine, so there's no turbos or anything. And you can also just jump in the car and start it you don't need like 20 people to start the car yeah. for you so <laughs> no it's a bit more simple and and very cool yeah very different times yes. back then uh, next question from papa henry how do you feel about the sprint race podium does it feel like a podium finish or just a precursor i would say more a precursor like you don't get the champagne you don't get a tr- okay you get a, a plaque that mm. then turns into a trophy but um 
you don't get the champagne but also like you've only done a quarter of the race distance as well so you don't always kind of feel like it's not the same effort for it um there's points as well so it's not quite the same but it's still very cool to at least be in that position but definitely a precursor where where do you stand on sprint races sprint race weekends you know all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff there's lots of debate potentially more and more as we go through the years where, where's your sort of opinion sits on on the sprint race weekends i am still undecided myself actually um i, I feel like the format we've got this year is much better than the original format we had think having it as kind of a separate day almost on saturday with like its own qualifying and then the sprint that doesn't impact the race itself i feel that's quite a good way of doing things and i think like in spa we saw like i was able to have a really good day on saturday get myself a good result um so sometimes you might cause like uh, maybe not an upset but slightly different results and um adds the excitement it makes friday more exciting as well because you got qualifying so yeah, I think it's quite cool. Do you feel ready after one practice session? Well, Spa, we had literally a lap. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, it, it ended up okay, but if it's at a new track that nobody's been to, it could be pretty difficult. But also for the teams as well, Spa is already a difficult circuit to set up for because it's you've got a lot of straights where you're at high speed, but then you've also got Eau Rouge where you destroyed the floor pretty much. And obviously we have like a legality limit on the on the plank. Um, so you've got to bear that in mind. And when you do one lap in the rain, so the top speed's a lot lower, you then go into qualifying in Parc Ferme. So you can't change the car. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to be very accurate, maybe a little bit cautious on the setup. So it does take a little bit of the engineering side away, but it's a very good challenge, I would say. Awesome. Um, this one is from Schnack Attack. <laughs> uh, how has it been having Lando as a teammate? Um, what has been the most important thing that you've learned from him? Hmm. I mean, firstly, it's been good to have Lando as a teammate. He's been a very good benchmark um, to have, you know, be able to look at how he drives and stuff like that. It's very useful. What have I learned from him? A lot of things. Um, on and off track Um, I think just you know he's obviously been with the team for a long time he's been through the highs and the lows of the team Um, now we're on obviously a high but the start of the season was pretty difficult for everybody and I think um, even still he was quite good at staying motivated and like still pushing the team to to get back on track Um, and I think it's just a really quick drive as well. So it's just good to learn how to drive quickly from him. Absolutely. Uh, you've learned quite quickly, especially after Spa. Uh, mm. It's uh, awesome to see. Uh, and the final question, you know, we, we always finish on serious questions. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil Sink, favourite pastry? Favourite pastry? Um... Have you been forced into liking pastry just because of your name? Is that is it like... No, no, no. I've, <laughs> I, I've always been a sweet tooth. It's a weakness of mine. Um, so now that there's a pun and another meme of mm, me out yeah. there, um, it's quite fitting, actually. Favourite pastry, I I quite like a pan au chocolat. That's usually my go-to. I, yeah. I really like chocolate. Yeah. So it combines two very good things, especially when it's warm. It's amazing. Is that a difficult 
thing when you're a Formula One driver. Yes, very, very difficult. <laughs> especially, you're a big foodie, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am, especially when like the catering team bring them out and have them for breakfast for everybody else. It's like... Uh, I mean, we were just walking into this room and you could just see all these plates being served yeah, out. And yeah, it's a dangerous, dangerous world. Dangerous, <laughs> dangerous world is F1 stuff. Especially in the summer break, I bet, where it's like, oh, oh yeah. you know, you can have mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I can have one, and then you come back and, oh, I'm three kilos heavier. <laughs> so, oh, I've got to behave. Amazing. Yeah, you got to behave. Well, thank you so much, Oscar, for, for joining us on the podcast. It's been brilliant to have you. Um, best of luck for Zandvoort. We're actually going to be there, so we'll wave to you uh, as you're going round. Thank you. Uh, are you looking forward to Zandvoort? It's a, a track I am. you've never done? Or have you done it uh, I have got very, very limited experience there. I've done two practice sessions in a Formula Renault car there. Okay. So... Maybe you should bring an orange flag. You really stand out. Yeah, if you bring yeah, yeah. One of them. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. That'll... I'll be able to spot you really easy. <laughs> well, Tommy so, will anyway. He's a Verstappen yeah. fan. So. <laughs> Thank you so much, Oscar. No problem. Thanks for having me. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 